On the 2nd of May, we celebrate the feast of St. Athanasius, who lived from about 297 to 373 AD. He was the bishop and patriarch of Alexandria from 328 to 373. And he's noted as someone who was pursued as a criminal across the Roman Empire. He spent five periods in exile when he was the Patriarch of Alexandria, and that adds up to about almost 16 years in exile. Why was he pursued, and why did five emperors banish him from his see of Alexandria? The story is connected to what we profess in the Creed on Sunday in the Niceno-Constantinopolitan Creed. Niceno refers to the Council of Nicaea, held in what we would now call modern Turkey in 325 AD. The great question of the time was Arianism. Arius was a priest from Alexandria who proposed that the Son was not equal and co-eternal to the Father. The Council of Nicaea saw this as a great threat to the true teaching of Christianity. The Gospels revealed someone who was truly a man, but through his life, his teaching, his death and resurrection, was made manifest also as the eternal word of the Father. As St. John's Gospel professes, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And this word, who was and is God, became flesh and dwelt among us. The Council of Nicaea developed a signature phrase then to sum up this co-eternity and equality of the Word and the Son with the Father. We profess in the Creed that we believe, we say personally, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, and here comes the signature word, consubstantial with the Father. This phrase was developed by the fathers of the Council of Nicaea to indicate that the Word from all eternity shared the very substance and being of the Father truly one with the Father, the Word is God. Arius had propounded that the Son was not equal to the Father. But Athanasius held to the teaching of the Council of Nicaea. He wrote a work when he was in exile called On the Incarnation of the Word of God. In that particular work, he deals with three basic themes. The motive of the incarnation, or the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Secondly, the role of the mysteries of Christ's death and resurrection in our salvation. And thirdly, a refutation of objections to the incarnation. His central insight is that God, who had created us in his image, did not want that image to be left to corruption and death. So to recreate us, to renew us, 
He sent his Son to share our humanity truly and really in flesh and blood like ours. Thus, through the life and the death of Jesus and his resurrection, we would be renewed to the image of God, that is, the Son, who makes himself known to us through his true humanity. As St. Athanasius would phrase it, he became visible through his works and revealed himself as the word of the Father. And what's the ultimate purpose of this in renewing us in his image and reconciling us to God? It is that in assuming our humanity that we should become God. We should become truly sharers in the life of God and children of God. St. Athanasius furthermore argues that it's only a word who is fully equal to the Father who can be a word that saves. Here we see that Athanasius recognizes our need for God to enter into our lives, to help us, to save us, to assist us, to forgive us, and to give us the grace necessary that we might truly live according to his life, his truth, and his love. From St. Athanasius, we learn the great preciousness of this central doctrine of Christianity. God loved the world so much that he truly sent his Son to share our own history, life, and death and lead us to the resurrection. How great this love must be that God should truly share our life and redeem us and open up for us the hope of eternal life.